Welcome to a new episode of the Astro Podcast. Today we have with us researcher Vanessa Portugal, who is an associate researcher from the Autonomous uh, National University of Mexico. And she is joining us to talk a little bit about the expressions of astrology in uh, South America, which are part of her research into art history and images. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. It's very nice to meet you. So can you share with us a little bit about your research lines and what you're currently uh, pursuing at this point? Oh, yes. Um, from art history, I have mainly researched astrological images in um, diverse contexts um, in, in Italy and mostly in Mexico, which is New Spain, and during the 17th and 18th, um, and 18th, and 18th century. Um, mostly I have worked with manuscripts that have survived and because of inquisitorial trials and of course some um, paintings and galleries. And at the moment I am working towards a project on um, astrological galleries within religious um, context. So um, that's very much what I have done. Mm -hmm. Okay, Vanessa, well, first of all, it's a pleasure to have you here because we have been together at the Warburg and we have been talking about astrology and images and all these, all these concepts for a long time. And now I have the opportunity to formally, uh, formally uh, interview you. So it is, it is a pleasure. And um, uh, one of the things that we have talked before, and I would like to ask you now, is the, what exists, what is it uh, in uh, form of documents exists in Mexico where you research and in general terms in South America related to astrology. And the, my, my point is not only because we, the, the documents have to be either imported from the old continent or created there, and also because there was the Inquisition, and apparently it was quite strong there, maybe not to astrology, but for other uh, issues. Uh, so uh, what is it that uh, we can find when researching in Mexico uh, related to astrology? Well, um, as most of us know, the, uh, exactly the importance of astrology for the nautical exploration and the cartography of the newfound land, that kept happening was very important. So, of course, it is. Um, th there are many um, cosmograph uh, cosmography works, and there are some publications from 16th century, like um, the Sfera Liber Unus by Dominic Friar Francisco Marolico. Um, other is a Physica Speculatio by the Augustinian Friar Alonso de la Veracruz in 1557. Um, but mostly are nautical instructions, which were uh, published um, even um, by <laughs> Even um, by this one um, in Spanish is Instrucción Náutica para el Buen Uso y Regimiento de las Naos by 
um, Diego Garcia de Palacio, who became rector of the University of Mexico. So besides that, we have loads of almanacs, uh, religious calendars, you know, that kept being printed uh, every year, of course, um, putting a stress in the lunar calendars. But um, I think we might be certain that some publications, maybe even like manuscripts, um, as we were saying, were made. Maybe we yet need to find some, but that talked um, people to do their own astrological accounts. Um, and in this sense, what we have, um, and I would like to, to share with you, is this 18th um, publication by Antonio Gamboa, which was the chair of mathematics at the Universidad um, of Mexico, which simplifies the method proposed by uh, the astronomer Christopher um, Clavius in the 16th oh, century, yeah. but, but he even says that this is simplified and you can count with your fingers, <laughs> so <laughs> like you know, and, and so let me show you. Mm -hmm. um, so here it is, okay. um, well he, he says um, to each finger and to each bone it corresponds um, a month and a day and so you would have to add and it explains um, how you can go from <laughs> using your same hand <laughs> to, 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 to say which um, when will the religious festivities will will take place mm -hmm. so but but before that it is precisely the um, the inquisitorial archives that have most of the of the documents um, and as yeah, as you were saying, um, in a way it limited the open practice of astrology, but on the other side uh, preserved some yes. of the um, astrological. So we have in this one um, an example, let me show you. Um, which you might recognize. Ah, yes. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so this is part of um, an inquisitorial trial mm -hmm. from early 17th century mm -hmm. that, um, well, from a Mercedarian convent, um, a guy saying that there is a lot of astrology going on there. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and he 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 actually gives the, the inquisitorial um, um, authorities this piece of of, um, of proof. <laughs> yeah, this is proof. <clears throat> they are all astrologers, closeted astrologers, and here's the proof. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. And and I think um, Elena, you 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 saw this paper and and. Yes. There was something wrong with it. Uh, well, it is um, kind of more like about, uh, I, if I remember correctly, it's more about the lunations or the ingresses of the sun. So it's more, it's not so much about a personal horoscope, if mm -hmm. I remember it correctly. Uh, and it's more about um, the phases of the moon or the ingress of the moon in a sign or the mm -hmm. ingress of a sun, something like that. Let me see, because... <clears throat> Let me see. Well, where's the sun? The sun is 14 degrees of Taurus and the moon is 16 degrees mm. of Scorpio. So it's a bit after 
the full moon and it is nativitas. Oh, this one is nativitas. Now this one is nativitas. It's not the one I remember. It's another one. Nativitas and then? Um, it seems that it was a something wrong with um, <coughs> the numbers that, that were given because of... I think of I remember. I saw another one. With the latitude of ah. Mexico. Of course, there were still, you know, these issues to, to properly locate Mexico City and for yeah. them to do this. Well, that that yes, would, would certainly be a problem yeah. because they were they were working with the southern hemisphere and uh, different uh, ways of uh, working with things, especially when we go further south. That, that <laughs> would be a problem. Yeah, that would be a problem. Not here. But um, uh, this is something that they discuss in America, especially in Brazil and uh, other countries that are further south. How does this work in another hemisphere? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Probably has some latitude problems here. Mexico. No, it's not. City. It's not. It's not so bad. Uh, Mexico. I was just checking. Mexico has a latitude of nineteen point forty-three north. So here is, yeah. is pointing twenty, which is a round, normal round up. Yeah. So it's not. Uh, it's and, not badly calculated. And this doesn't even uh, doesn't even uh, raises the problem of the southern. Uh, no, yeah, not, here we don't have lost, we yeah. have a, don't have a southern atmosphere problem. We would have to recalculate the chart to see uh, if it's uh, if correct, it's, it's so correct in terms of planetary positions, but it seems to be okay. One of the things that we can see from these charts is the, well, you can guess or deduce, is the tables that they are using. Normally they, we use, mm -hmm. and also the house system that they are using. Yes. Here he's giving a lot of importance to the lunar positions is calculating latitude of the moon, declination of the moon, and a lot of lunar data here. So it is possible, I'm not sure, I would have to see more, but there's, it has been torn uh, apart. Uh, yeah. But uh, probably I would suspect, I would have to see this better, but I would suspect he, he was prepared to, to do some kind of, of um, of direction so he was going to attempt to move the moon to specific dates in which he would be calculating events of his life or health uh, things mm. something like that uh, quite interesting the, so, so and sorry the, the, the one I saw before was not a nativity it was more like uh, something about the donations or something this one is yes. sorry. and what is the the, the 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 story behind this this particular one Vanessa well the the story is that um, Juan Menendez um, was um, accused of teaching astrology mm -hmm. within the mercenary convent of course saying what will be the outcome of the quarrels political quarrels um, among the the higher uh, religious figures and um, basically they just wanted him to, to stop and as I said he would um, pick up this little piece as a proof but um, um, it, it was said that he would you know if he was asked something he would just take a paper and we'll do it of course I don't think he will be like okay <laughs> let's do that <laughs> But um, apparently, like this piece of paper is, as you say, is, is not too big. And on the back side, you can see loads of um, math being done. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I, 
we don't have the further pages of the mm -hmm. of the folio of the file, but um, we can imagine that it was just dismissed <laughs> as many yeah. other were because they would say, "Oh, somebody came and 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 gave in this astrologer." But okay, <laughs> yeah. 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 What you're saying, this is actually a nativity, but what you're saying is that this person was accused of practicing also uh, what we now call Hori astrology. And um, by that time, it would be called interrogations or questions. Mm -hmm. Someone asks a question to the astrologer and the astrologer would uh, um, uh, calculate the chart for the moment mm -hmm. of the question. And then uh, the chart would give the answer like... Mm -hmm. uh, for instance, someone stole my horse. Where's my horse? Or who stole my horse? And then they would calculate. Yeah, it. here in this one, if, I, if I'm reading correctly, uh, and I'm just seeing it uh, properly now, he's trying to calculate something for an age of 17 years old. So whoever is the owner of this chart uh, is trying to calculate the planetary positions, I think, of the moon for the age of 17 years old, probably which probably is the direction. time uh, where he's analyzing the person's horoscope. And this could be by a number of reasons, any personal uh, things, or it can be a matter of an illness or something that's going wrong in the person's life. So he's trying to figure out where the moon is. And we don't know if in the missing parts of the paper, if he wouldn't be calculating other positions for that age. So uh, I think this is something It like could this. be a clue of something, yeah. because if we, if we manage to see, and this is possible, it can be done, where the person was born, and it was the 4th of May. Yeah, we have the data. And we have the, the data is data. there yes. with the time and everything. So we can add the 17 years, and maybe it will give us a clue about who it is, or yeah. what is happening, or if it is some special date. So yeah, this is, this is I loved these things, as you know, <laughs> because it's uh, it it is also always very interesting. So what we have uh, for now uh, found out is that we have nativities like this one. We have more like lunations or um, mundane horoscopes, mm -hmm. like for collective charts, and also interrogations or horary yes. charts. So, so we have we have, we have an active practice very of astrology active practice. within the religious orders, which is not un, at all so unsurprising. We, we were expecting they were the ones that that were learned in this in this mathematics and applied mathematics. And, and apparently, uh, from what you said before. Um, our conversations before this uh, was um, well it was repressed somehow it was not well it was not good but um, they were not paying much attention to it because by then they thought astrology was no longer uh, working it was more like entertainment at least this was what I understood from your words mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Basically, when you read all the examinations for, on astrology, this is what you take from. Like, oh, this is um, like just to, to, you know, to entertain people. Um, but the, the matter of accuracy is still on the core of, of the ban to astrology. And as we were saying, we also have some confessions. Um, and for example, um, this trial that I was telling you about, uh, made in Manila in 1617, uh, 
um, for which a lot of astrologers came forward uh, with self-confessions, I, I guess just before they were told. But this is quite funny, this, um, this trial, because um, for ex we, we start with one guy, like Alonso Flores, um, who says he knows astrology and that he has made um, 20 charts and answer to diverse questions that he's been asked and he doesn't remember what about and he doesn't remember either the accuracy mm -hmm. but he also takes the opportunity to give away Hernando de los Rios and Juan Segura other astrologers astrologers and then um, there, there is also um, Miguel Garceta who is a, a, a clergyman who also names Hernando de los Rios and Alonso Flores it's just so funny because <laughs> they are giving each other's uh, names, yes. And Juan de Segura for practicing divinatory astrology. Uh, and he also added that one particular guy, Alonso Flores, said that the Inquisition couldn't ban the use of mathematics for they are basic to the computing of the movement of the celestial objects and with them, their relationship with life on Earth. So it's like, you cannot forbid science. <laughs> so, yes. That's a very good argument, actually, mm -hmm. yes. yes. Yeah, and when then later he's um he has to go to confession, this uh, Juan de Segura, and he says that yes, he have made charts uh, related to nativities and other matters based on the rules of science, and that he understands that all of them are natural rules, um, so they don't have uh, an intervention or pact with a demon and he didn't attribute certainty to all the answers that he gave because they say that they are based on natural rules but also on conjectures and and the effects that are derived from them so mm -hmm. um sometimes they can fail but he adds that he has always delivered um uh, like um something like certain judgments <laughs> like the ones that were uh, in the battles of philippines and he mentioned some that why <laughs> that took place that, that he was not just you know not uh, just saying things <laughs> yeah. he says well things can fail but i have never failed. <laughs> really good yeah. <laughs> really good yeah it's quite interesting <laughs> because that's basically the argument that they're going to use um after after the publication of the prohibitions by the church where the, after the issue of the bull uh, 1585, if I'm not, 1585 yeah. or 86, I never, I never know this, this data by heart. Um, uh, that is the, the, the defense, which is they're doing an astrology, which is based on natural rules. So it's what we could you call today ban. scientific. Yeah. So it doesn't go against religion and it's not included, it cannot be included in the divinatory and superstitious practices that the church highly condemns at this yeah. time. So, so they always have this. Of course, they always use their time to uh, to do to, to tell them that yes, it's true. But we do uh, we do uh, make correct predictions and correct assessments, even um, even just following natural rules. We can do predictions, and they actually do occur, and we can practice it. It, it is interesting, and it is an interesting departure from the medieval period. You know, I'm a medievalist, and in medieval times, what they did, they are in Christian context, in medieval times and in Christian context, the, the main worry was if astrology was licit or illicit, if astrology was something that was okay with religion or not. Mm -hmm. So... Um, in this time, so the, they, they never question its efficacy. 
it worked, but we cannot do it because it's against religion. And then they would argue, no, it's okay for the reasons that you just said and everything. But when we come to this period, 17th, 18th century, uh, there's another argument. It's like that doesn't work. Some people say it doesn't work and they simply dismiss it, uh, not because it's against religion, but because it doesn't work. So there's another a complete, a completely different mindset that is coming into play here. So um, they had to do by then, they had to work with two different kinds of criticism. This is not good for religion and this doesn't work. So it could be either one or the other. I don't, I don't know how they managed to argue against the two because they, they somehow they, they can cancel each other. Because if it doesn't work, you don't have to worry about religion. And if, it's, uh, if it is against religion, it means that it works. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of... I don't know. It's not yeah, a very it, confusing. It is a, it is a complex discussion because uh, what happens is you when you do have the, those kinds of arguments is religious licitude. Is it permissible for a Christian to practice this kind of foretelling of the future, uh, of uh, assessment of the future? And then it's also a question of does it work? What does work in astrology? And to what extent does it work? what technical aspects of astrology are listed, valid in terms of natural law and can work, others which are completely illogical and do not, uh, cannot work by natural law. And this creates, uh, and I'm oversimplifying here, of course, uh, but this creates a discussion and a cleavage and, and, and the structuring within astrological erodes, practice. Erodes the erodes very basis of astrology. And, <laughs> and the part of... Um, because then there are parts which are considered illogical and not rational, but which are in the core practice of astrology. So it's going to be difficult to simply put them off and, and be able to do astrology. And then um, the, the topic that you were talking about, Lana, is that um, as we move, as we progress from the 17th century onwards, the argument that astrology doesn't really work so we cannot really predict things from the movement of the stars in the manner that the the, the, the astrologer have claimed until here becomes increasingly powerful and then I think what we observe is a drop in the religious um, argument it gets less less important it's always there and it's, it's, st it's still uh, here today, but it gets less important and the importance becomes if it's not something that is possible to do, it's not scientific. And then we have astrology, finally, uh, uh, when, with the 18th century coming out of um, the scientific uh, corpus uh, of knowledge. This you know. is our experience here in this side of the ocean. <laughs> I don't know your experience in your side of the ocean, although you're in London at this point. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I think it's it's definitely that it's very interesting to see, as you said, that, that the way that astrology has, um, the history of astrology, how, how it reached to, to the pseudoscience that it is today for many. Um, but as, as you were saying, precisely in, in this point, um, and at least in the strangely strong uh, inquisitorial uh, mm -hmm. force these uh, astrologers were really 
clever as to address both of the problems because for example this one this is segura um finishes saying that um what I was um, mentioning uh, before mm -hmm. that astrology resides in science, yes. yet the conjectures are uh, fallible. Um, but if he didn't do anything to to offend God or, or true philosophy, but if there was something bad in it, he will tell his uh, superiors. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they uh, ex ex um, take out everything from astrology that could you know, uh, harm the, the devotee. So um, <laughs> it's like also playing a political game here, like, oh, it's not me, but, you know. <laughs> I, I think probably that they, oh, I mean, the astrologers, even the ones who are not professional, like religious people who are interested, I think they more or less were instructed or self-instructed in how to reply to these mm -hmm. criticisms. Mm -hmm. how, uh, how should I address these criticisms and reply to them because they more or less use the same arguments and they are clever arguments and so they use them more or less consistently yeah, it's consistent there yeah. in one way they may be phrased differently but i think that the the apologetic the defenses of astrology more, more or less, less follows yeah. always this kind of lineage and here he synthesizes that very well he's doing something which is scientific and natural and he's not going against god by by doing things which are not natural and thus uh, uh, not permissible at all by someone who's uh, Christian. And I think that's basically the argument then they, that they will all, one more flourish and more developed than others, will, will claim yeah. and to defend themselves from accusations. Which and is when, quite when, it comes, uh, when it comes to uh, the effectiveness of astrology, they say, yes, this is conjecture, yes, it can fail, not with me. <laughs> so it's kind of yeah. uh, it's kind of interesting to see how they, uh, exactly. they address this. What is also very interesting, and probably you will find this more in the um, inquisition of books. So, so when when they they are doing the older revision of the books and saying and the, the expurging of books. So, uh, um, uh, what do they pro prohibit and what they allow? And this is also quite interesting. I, I recently published a paper, we all did, in a number regarding the Inquisition and astrology here in the Iberian Peninsula and in very Iberian context. It's very interesting to see. Is it open access? Uh, no, no, it's no, not. No, it isn't. Um, uh, but I can put the link to that uh, later on. But um, it's interesting to see what part or technical aspects of astrology they are, they think it's completely unacceptable and which parts are okay and sometimes there is this gray area where they say well you can read this you don't need to, to scratch it off but be careful because not everything is according to free will that doesn't respect the, the premise of free will so you have you can read it but you have to be careful about it because it's an old book or it's something older and it might not respect the churches um, say it on this, which is quite interesting and in the way they, they, they select and do these kinds of uh, analysis of the content. Yeah. Oh, that's very interesting. In, in what I have found in New Spain, for example, regarding mm -hmm. the, the book, um, is um, 
are, are two things on, on Forbidden Books. One is the major case of um, Melchor Perez de Soto's library, who, who he was uh, the master builder of Mexico City Cathedral, yet he managed to get a library of uh, around 1,700-something books, um, and they say 1,870 volumes, I guess. It's, mm you know, titles and volumes in, in varied subjects from math, mathemati uh, mathematics, architecture, Roman antiquities, Renaissance art and literature, uh, yada yada, but also what's important for us is astrology. And of course, there's a large volume of books. And so they were all taken um, in and they will be delivered by by stages okay here these 400 books are okay these 200 are okay <laughs> something like that all this time the poor man was lying in the dungeon um he was losing his mind eventually he was given um somebody another prisoner to be there and well um but look he got stabbed and he died there and um all the books that he had were given to a bookseller but um, we do have an account of the astrology books that he had and some of them that were forbidden and of course some of them were Kepler's. <laughs> but um, we find uh, some of that, that he had, of course, it's difficult now to trace which ones. It will be interesting to see if he had some um, notes or something in, in these manuscripts or something because he actually learned astrology from um, uh, an Augustinian friar. But if, if I may mention some of them were um, the the Variordo Caso Astrorum from Autolicus, um, the Magnitudinibus uh, Edistantis uh, Solis et Luna de Aristarchus, um, In Re Judiciali by Abraham Ben Estra, uh, Flores Astrologiae by Albu Mazar, uh, Injuricis Astrorum de Albu Hassens, and also from um, Astronomicae Tabule de, from um, Alfonso El Sabio and the Sacrobosco's Sfera. You know, all, all these. Um, so we have both the, the, the basics and the more advanced, and also the way, the means to calculate. So it, it, it was like a complete. Complete set. complete set. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And it's funny because in his trial he says, Oh, I, I don't know Latin. <laughs> so some books were translated into Spanish and some books into Latin. Oh, I, I don't know how it couldn't have been in Latin. That's very interesting okay, in which they are translating um, works because you, you already have people interested in these works, but who cannot don't have enough knowledge of Latin or knowledge of Latin at all, so they can't read it and they ask for that translation. And I've, so I've saw uh, similar evidences of here in Portugal of this, the same thing happening, where you sometimes find manuscripts which have entire chapters of books translated into Portuguese or partial. So notes, for example, Juntinos on conjunctions, and then you have uh, 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 the, the Portuguese, chapter. Uh, the, the chapter is, or the highlights of the chapter are translated into Portuguese, which means that the person who wanted that translated didn't know Latin or didn't know enough Latin to read the original. And we find this progressively appearing mid-17th century um, 
it gets more common, which is also curious. Which is probably the, the, the period you are uh, researching at this point, 17th and 18th century. Mm -hmm. Yeah, his, his trial was in 1655 and actually not knowing Latin was what gave him away because he would hire any, Lat well not any Latinist, but they would come and do the translations and there was this last one who said, oh, I spoke some forbidden books here. <laughs> so uh, la not knowing Latin was what what uh, really <laughs> <laughs> the translator the translator uh, denounced him as 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 someone who had forbidden books. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Difficult time. yeah difficult and people period. would denounce each other. Yes. Yeah, and it's it's complicated because here in Portugal, and this is perhaps. Uh, we don't have that many, at least we can't have, we haven't found yet that many um, accounts of, proce of process, the tribunal process of the Inquisition where astrology is at the core. There are a few, but not many. Usually the main issue that pops up is um, uh, Judaic practices. So people who are uh, newly converted and still keep Judaic practices. And this is the Inquisition's obsession here in the Iberian Peninsula for a number of centuries. Yeah, it's Judaism. It's, it's obsessive, yeah. <laughs> it's obsessive, and, and yeah. it's almost all about that. Astrology doesn't come up so much, but they do make some assessments of almanacs, and yeah. occasionally one or two practitioners also, are called in. Also because they tend to associate a little bit uh, Judaism and astrology, vaguely. Like, they could have some document, and so it would contribute for the suspicion of Judaism. Yeah, but and by Judaism, I mean they were converted by force some two or three generations before. And uh, they kept their cultural practice and religious practices, yes. of course, but secretly. So when this was uh, discovered, when this was found out, um, they would um, they could be killed. They yes. could be killed. So this was more the context here. Yes, yes. And it is not so much astrological, although it comes up. And I think of the, the one or two trials that I'm aware of, the the consequences were never extreme for the person. They were so just admonished and probably spend a couple of, of days or weeks in prison or have to pay some kind of fine. It's not usually something severe like in this case where he died in prison waiting for them to, 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 to reach a certain yeah, that is, that decision, is difficult. which is terrible. Um, I don't know if you know this, but it would be interesting to see if the, the, the penalties were more, if the punishment was more severe in the new world. Uh, for astrology, I mean, or in the, we had to compare it. Yeah, it yeah, will be very interesting because as, as you were saying here, it was also more like a control of the society and most of the inquisitorial charges, at least during um, 17th century, yes, were uh, against Protestants, you know, somebody who is blasphemous against God. And there will be loads of, of paperwork against um witchery and sorcery and all these things but there will be like uh there's a community there's a whole community doing it but oh it's okay like they're just um ignorant <laughs> or you know so for, for astrology it will be because i think also many religious people they will say no it's it's fine like um there is one case um which actually um kept people 
going. So there, there was this guy who found a manuscript um, that was given the name uh, Astrological Manuscript. And mm. he took it to the local um, cathedral and it was sent later to Mexico City and then later to, to the Inquisitorial to see if it was uh, okay to have this. Uh, let me show it to you. It's very interesting because it is actually um, a manual of uh, geomancy. Oh, okay. Yeah, sometimes uh, geomancy came together in the books, uh, together with astrology. It's really interesting. Yeah, this is geomancy, right? Yeah. And, and here we don't have the same problem as before, that it's in... <laughs> because it's not in Latin. This is in Spanish. But really, it's, it's, um, it's a large document. Um, <laughs> about um, around 20 pages I, mm. I can say and it starts with an introduction that uh, explains theoretically the the origin um, and how and explains how it works geomancy um, and then it, it it explains how to do it and and also how to interpret it and it even gives you examples <laughs> how how to to say it, and of course it includes these charts. Mm -hmm. um, so what happened here is that it, it said like there there is a, a astrologer uh, who came recently to town, and he gave me this document, and I'm interested to see if it's okay to have it or not. So I sent it to to you, and they said no, the book is forbidden. <laughs> but but they don't even follow the astrologer. Who, who gave the book or you yeah. know he they don't even say the name of, of this person who, who okay. gave the notebook. Mm -hmm. so they, they said it's forbidden but they were not terribly uh, worried about it just mm. just don't don't look at it and that's <laughs> it and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> forbidden and they kept it but <laughs> <laughs> and it's we're seeing it here yeah, yeah and it's still in, in existence <laughs> Quite a good state. Well, there was always a very ambiguous uh, relation between the church and astrology because some of the popes, and I'm now I'm in the Middle Ages, some of the popes were uh, acknowledged with astrology, some of them were not, but they had counselors, astrologers. It, it is kind of a very, very oh, long yes. and strange relation. Sometimes toxic. Yeah, and, and then it goes on. <laughs> and it goes, it goes on. on until yeah. the 16th century and 17th century. It still goes on that, that kind of um, yeah. awkwardness I am... between <laughs> the practice and practice, the practice of astrology by learned men and then the, the, the prohibitions that the church imposed on such practices. Uh, and we were discussing this earlier in other podcasts where we were discussing um, the researchers who... Uh, have their focus on non-Christian cultures, uh, the practice of astrology in non-Christian cultures, where this kind of problem doesn't exist. So this ambiguous relationship between Christianity, Christianity and astrology, which begins in late antiquity and goes on throughout the Middle Ages until the early modern period, uh, and molds uh, a lot of the way astrology is practiced and seen in, in, in the West, uh, it's quite uh, unique to this cultural context. In other cultural contexts where you don't have the free will dynamics and the theology is completely different, 
there aren't these kinds of they, problems. They if there are have, problems, it's another type yeah, of, of There dynamics. are other types of problems, but for instance, they don't have to be constantly defending astrology and uh, asserting astrology's uh, licitude to, yeah. and uh, respect for religion. So they, they don't have this. They have other, uh, other concerns. For instance, Ptolemy, um, who is a polytheist living in the second century, is worried about uh, astrology's utility. It's a completely different mindset, mm -hmm. but not uh, not about uh, if it is permissible or not. It's yeah. not even a question. So yeah, yeah um, it's, it's, it is. It is interesting what I was saying is the result and and how this interaction between the church and and and, and astrology molds the practice of astrology itself. And when we get to these centuries that we're looking at, this is constantly weighing. <laughs> on anyone who wants to study or practice astrology because they have to be very careful not to upset uh, religious, uh, the religious tribunals and the religious and the Inquisition at this point. Uh, the Inquisition is the stronghold uh, of legislation. By and, then, astrology turned out to be a high-risk profession. <laughs> you could die. <laughs> you could yeah. be killed. I mean... <laughs> You could therefore offend somebody or also not to be accurate or be accurate. <laughs> um, yeah, anything could be. And what you were saying about the, the, relate, the problematic, uh, crazy relationship between religion and astrology is that thing that we, we saw, one phenomenon um, of Christianizing the horoscope. Um, would, be, would be so funny to say <laughs> I, I am not very good saying what would be like um, Mary's <laughs> sign. Or, yeah. Yes, could, yeah. could you talk about as a, also someone who studies and researches the history of art? Could you talk a little bit about this because this is fascinating. Yes. It, it never, it, it was never mainstream, but it's a completely um, fascinating yeah. idea. This idea of. Christianizing heaven, <laughs> uh, which is uh, which appears a lot in the southern hemisphere. Uh, yeah, it's. Um, I think in in Mexico, one of the main um, images of that is uh, Virgin Mary of Guadalupe. Um, there are some accounts that started with Francisco de Florencia, the Jesuit friar, um, proposition of um, um, Zodiaco Mariano. Um, mm -hmm. Um, it, it's important to say that Florencia was also uh, examiner at the <laughs> inquisitorial trials, of course. <laughs> so he, was, no, uh, he, he knew about astrology, but um, basically it's, it's, it's sort of taking this idea of, of um, influence of um, higher spheres over certain territories. So it will be... Uh, at least uh, the, the representations will be at least um, saying, okay, so we have um, Mary of Guadalupe uh, protecting Mexico City, so we do a map uh, and her reach, <laughs> right, on, on the protection. And then we do uh, another, which is, uh, I don't know, Virgin uh, Mary of, of, of Remedies, and she's protecting another side, but they are all located within, um, you know, um, um, celestial map as well so um, some there's a correspondence yes so some scholars have um, understood um, like Astra yeah um, 
as you know the, the influence for, for Virgin Mary and I think that is my fascination with these astrological galleries because um, there is one in um, a, a Augustinian uh, convent in, in Morelia in Mexico where you have some sort of horoscope at the middle of the of the ceiling and on the sides you have the life of, of Saint Augustine so it would be interesting to see how they both relate because of course this is a story of fulfillment right you want to see the the end and everything going towards the city of God and this relation between them um, the, the formation of, uh, of, of a city of God in the Americas where everything can be peaceful and everything will, everybody will be religious, uh, really, uh, Catholic in, in, in contrast to the Protestants that were in, in Europe and, you know, um, reaching to this ideal society um, is presented in diverse allegorical images. Um, mm -hmm. So... That would be very interesting to see how they correspond and what they represent in detail. Mm -hmm. That would be really, really Yes, and how they, yeah. they, they sort of yeah. coordinate the harmony of heavens, which is always a concept that has been present, even with now with no astrological uh, issues associated with the, the celestial harmony of heavens and then this, the harmony on earth. So that, that it's probably we'll be finding a lot of connections there. Could this be somehow related with some kind of foundation horoscope? I'm asking this because in Europe and the Middle East, some of the cities, not all of them, but some of the cities we know for sure, that they were founded or refounded at a certain moment, at a certain astrological moment. So there are charts of the cities and therefore they associate the city with some sign or planet or something, some, some astrological associations. Maybe because it's a new world and maybe they were like founding cities at specific astrological moments. Probably there are no evidence of that, but it is a possibility. Yeah, it would be very interesting to see that. So far I haven't found um, the, the account, as you say, it will be difficult to find the evidence, <laughs> mostly the, the evidence. There is one chronicle, um, which I have to, to recall the exact name, which does speak about the foundation of Lima, Lima, Lima Peru. Peru. And he gives some astrological correspondence as to the ascendant of the city, the placement of the moon. I remember one that's very, very interesting. He says, because the city has the moon in Virgo, it is a city which is highly populated by nuns. <laughs> <laughs> so he makes this association. And this is in the Chronicle. Oh, I think it's the Chronicle of the Augustinians in Peru. Yeah, it's uh, from Ledesma, I think. I think so. I, I, I don't have the, the name, but I, I can, I can uh, pass on that, that information to you it, later on. It is on. interesting to see because they were in the new, completely new continent, new world. And they, they might have been interested in making it right, as you were saying, the idea. <laughs> yeah, now we know. So. This information, yeah, this information about the astrological qualities, and there are some papers already that written about this, the astrological qualities of the new world is quite important, even for something as basic as the practice of medicine, which is all is based on the way that the land 
influences health at a certain point. And most of that, of that assessment comes also from uh, an astrological perspective. So a given sign associated to a given land will produce a certain humor or a certain relationship with the people uh, that must be understood in order to, to properly understand the, the diseases and health issues occurring in a region. So that's quite an interesting point. That, that, so they would have a completely unexplored terrain when, when, it, when we're talking about the new world because there are absolutely no classical references that can support their, their, their assessment. So it's completely new science uh, in this regard. That's true in, in regard to, to the qualities, uh, astrological qualities um, given to, for example, the food, the mm -hmm. produce. I found some um, examples Again, in, in South America, in um, uh, Virreinato de la Nueva Granada, which is today uh, Colombia. Mm -hmm. But again, like uh -huh, now, now in, in Colombia saying that the, the roots are lighter, mm -hmm. higher. It's easy to digest, it's easy to eat and <laughs> something yeah. like that. Yeah. I think in the 16th century, uh, the, uh, they, they, and by they I mean Europeans, several Europeans like Portuguese, Spanish, others, they sent uh, physicians to the New World to taste and qualify new foods, mm -hmm. like uh, pineapple. Uh, and uh, they would qualify them by hot, cold, hot, uh, moist or dry. And then uh, they the would try the, the basic Galenic qualities which are also associated to the elements, the four classical elements. And then they would try to, determine, to, to, to see if they were good for uh, medical purposes. For instance, they say that pineapple is very good. It's very good, and it is actually, <laughs> it's delicious. <laughs> but <laughs> they say it's very good because it's hot, therefore it will help digestion. Yes. Something it, like that. And it was good for uh, kidney stones. Kidney stones, yeah. <laughs> Which was an affliction that they have, the Europeans had. And I think that one of the reports is that they eat these new fruits and they eat pineapple and it helps them with their kidney stones. And they're, they're marveled because they found <laughs> a, a, almost a miraculous cure for, for a problem that they would be suffering. And so you have these reports of people settling in, 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 in I think it's in this case, it's Brazil, I'm, I'm not sure. And writing these reports and, and saying this is wonderful <laughs> this is wonderful because people who are suffering from this ailment are much much better and it's it's so interesting and then they would correlate this with astrological associations quality uh, associations so that they would fit into the medicine uh, the canon of medicine which is quite quite interesting yeah so when it comes to images um and uh, the part of uh History, art history, I'm always curious about this because it's spectacular, it's beautiful. Um, is there any difference in the representation, for instance, of the Zodiac, apart from the, the Zodiaco Mariano that you mentioned, um, or is there the typical... typical? Yeah, no, it's, it's, the, it's a typical. Like we, uh, well, in Mexico, we did have... Um, of course, astrological knowledge from the Mayas, uh, which didn't go mainstream. They did take um, some of the of, of the Western um, astrological knowledge and 
sort of adequated it to what they were doing. Um, but they have their own, um, uh, um, yeah, format. Their own system. They have their own system. But you say the Mayas were uh, somehow adopting parts of the Western uh, European uh, astrological concepts? Yeah, I think it happened at some point within the education because they saw that some things were similar and um, th there is a, a, an ongoing uh, debate about the circularity of, of their time because um, it's very easy to think that, you know, they, they thought like circular, but they say that circularity actually came from within the the Western tradition that they were looking more into the spiral. So they're adjusting their system that could have been maybe even a square to a format of a circle eventually um, was, was a result of that. Um, but no, what, what happened years afterwards was uh, in probably 18 and maybe even 19th century was the discovery of new constellations in the south uh, southern hemisphere so um, some yeah some some um sa sa uh, astrologer from from south america will see some constellation i would name it <laughs> i will draw it but then it would have to go to a consensus and then it wouldn't be at the end like that um so they, it's, sometimes it's difficult to see oh, which one is he talking about. <laughs> then you have to see what, you know, the location to see, oh, then it's this one. So it, it happened to that. But for example, what, um, oh, so there are not many astrological uh, images in, in at least in, in Mexico or the others. What happens is that they are allegorical, of course, used for political power, of course, they are relating the sun to the king and how everyone else moves around. But um, this is, let me show you now, <laughs> one that is a bit of what I was talking about. Do you see? Is the ceiling. Yes. So, um, yeah. It, it, there are no planets that I can see. It's just the zodiac and the sun. So I guess it relates more to that. It's the ingresses of the sun because the, the, the four suns, mm -hmm. one is in, uh, uh, yes, one is in Aries, one is in Capricorn, one is in Libra and the other one. And also the zodiac is reversed. Normally, the zodiac goes around in counterclockwise. Yeah, and this, this, um, shall I say, this, 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 is very um, yeah. this eccentric way of representing the circle yeah. of the sun, it's, it's the same thing that you would find in an astrolabe. So it is telling us of the different uh, timing of the seasons, uh, which is quite interesting. This is interesting because all the, there are stars all around except here. Uh, now, there's something that I cannot see. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, this is quite interesting and uh, one of the things I always look at the zodiacs is the representations of Cancer and Scorpio because sometimes uh, people don't know exactly how to how to how does the Scorpio look or mm -hmm. how does the uh, crab look so they 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 mm -hmm. just made up something 
you know, it is more common in the Middle Ages than, than yeah, at this it's point. More at this point, the there's already ages, a standard yeah. books of representation. Yeah, it's, yeah. You, you can't, you but don't sometimes find even so much, the, yeah. the crab is like a lobster. Here is a proper, proper crab, mm -hmm. not a lobster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this this would be the 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 ingress of the sun in the different uh, seasons of the year. Mm -hmm. So spring for um, Aries and then uh, summer Cancer and then uh, it would be a Libra for autumn and then Capricorn for winter. But the zodiac is reversed, so which sometimes happens yeah. when they represent it like this. And also what you just said is the... Um, the uh, how do you call it the yeah the, the um, I'm trying to to, to recall the the, the the it's the it's the, the to display how the, there's an eccentricity it's an eccentric so the, the the sun is not at the center of the circle of the zodiac to uh, um, so that it can represent the different duration of each season. Because so, each season is slightly, slightly different from the others. So they're not equal in, in duration, yeah. yeah. It's quite interesting. So what you have here is, at the same point, an astrological uh, um, representation, because you do have the signs of the zodiac, but you also have an astronomical uh, representation of the seasons and of the cycle of the year. Yeah. Yeah, very interesting. And quite nicely made, I must say, because... Uh, the, the, the depictions are, are not not uh, not bad, quite nice. Yeah. Yes, very <laughs> nice. Where is it again, please? Um, it's a Saint Augustinian convent in Morelia, in Mexico. Mm -hmm. oh, and you see, in a convent, and then we have a zodiac. That's <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was the old sacristy um, mm -hmm. that was in use until the. 18th century then they renovated it but that was a place where the priest would go before mass and yeah. Yeah, to inspire himself <laughs> <laughs> amazing isn't it it's a natural cycle so, so yeah it's it's astrological at one point but it's also calendrical in the same that it's the natural cycle of existence uh, so it doesn't have such an heavy astrological yeah. connotation. Because there, there's this uh, interface between astrology and the calendars. So they yeah. can always excuse themselves saying it's just... To yeah. It's a calendar, yes. <laughs> Look at the sky, it's there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's there. It's a it's natural, natural phenomenon. So no, no harm done here. No offense to, to any kind of uh, religion so, or God. Do yeah. you... Um, just before we finish our conversation, uh, do you have um, any more uh, present um, plans of researching this topic or are you now uh, addressing other other topics for research? Um, no, I, I plan to research this gallery, um, but... In the future? Uh -huh, yes, yes, I'm still like seeing how to approach it. Okay, I'm sure we will talk again very soon. <laughs> yes, very nice to meet you guys. Yes, nice. It was also very nice to see you. Thank and you. And thank you for sharing uh, this with us. And we will talk again. Okay, well, see you and take care. And you too. <laughs>